Last week, Jesus Christ said, you go ahead, man, and you take this temple and you destroy it. And they were like tripping out, man. Remember verse 19, he said in in 2 John, he said, Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Man, they were really upset. They were probably thinking, man, this guy wants us to tear the temple down? No way, man. But he was talking about his body. Jesus was talking about his resurrection. He was trying to tell him, look, you know, I'm going to raise it up. And, 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 and they were talking about this physical building. But Jesus was saying, no, man, I'm referring to my body. And so in the book of John, we go to where Jesus was speaking of his death. And he says, I'll raise it up. Jesus didn't say that I'll build it up again. That's for us believers to do. We got to get out there and let the Holy Spirit build it up. Build up his kingdom before the end of the world. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We ask that you bless this chapter. John chapter 3. Where, Lord, you're going to witness to Nicodemus, Father. And, Lord, we're going to come before you right now, Jesus. And we're going to give you glory. Lord, you said that we shall decrease, Father. And and you shall increase. So, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, come. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to increase yourself. Father, and glorify yourself, Jesus. Forgive us for our sins, Father, as we read your word. We love you, Jesus. We ask that you increase, we decrease. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's awesome because last week we talked about Moses, you know, not Moses, but we talked about Jesus talking about how this, how he would build up the temple and, and raise it up in three days. So we talked about that, and we and we talked about how awesome it was. And and when he when he raised, it said in verse twenty one, in John chapter two, it said that man he was talking about his body. So he was talking about when he died on the cross, and now his disciples remembered that he said this to them. Man, they were tripping out. They believed the scriptures and the word which Jesus had said. And so when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover. During the feast, many believed in his name. And they were like, wow. So when they saw the signs that he did, you know, but but, but verse 24 says Jesus did not commit himself to them. Why? Because he knew all men's hearts were wicked. Remember that. And he had no need for anyone to testify of man. Because he knew what was in man. We're sinners. Remember that, church. Jesus Christ is in control of everything. And so here he is. He's going to talk to Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a ruler of the Jews. He's sitting there and he's wanting to talk about the Holy Spirit and how do we become born again. So so chapter 3 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Listen, it's very important because Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. (laughs) He was a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin. It was a council. It was a group of men. Basically, it was a committee who can investigate any kind of Jewish law or any kind of religious law outside their beliefs. But Nicodemus knew that, you know, I mean, John the Baptist was on a roll, remember? He was baptizing, man. And so so the committee had this batch to investigate John the Baptist. But Nicodemus... No doubt, man, he knew that John the Baptist had de- had denied being the Messiah. And so he brushed it off. Listen, but he said that the Messiah was present. 
So the fact that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, it reveals the the the, the, the basically the 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 shakiness of his faith. But his faith was growing. Just like as we read the word, believers, we read the God's word in the Bible and we see God's word come alive. And that's what we're going to see right now. We're going to see the Holy Spirit operate in Nicodemus's life. We're going to see how, how God basically sees the love that he has for us inside. And it's important because he loves us. God has a plan for us. He wants to know us. He wants to show us who he really is. But how do we, how do we get that? How do we understand how Jesus Christ is? Who is he? Who is this Jesus? Who is this man that came who was born to a virgin woman? Who was sent on this earth by God? Who is he? Are you kidding me? This, this, people were going crazy. This guy claimed to be God. And the ruler of the Jews is coming. And it says in chapter 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Ruler of the Jews. This man came came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. See? Trying to already pass him off as a a prophet, you see. It's not going to happen. Listen. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with is within him. Listen, is with him. So verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Titus, remember that. Born again. Titus chapter, get your eight Bible note takers, get your Bibles out and, and get your notes and write Titus 3 5. Write it down, check it out. But Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? I get this every time I'm out there talking to people about Jesus. 90% of believers, I believe 80%, 80 to 70-ish, 90-ish, they don't understand what it really means to be born again. The Bible says in John 10, 30, it says, And I, the Father, are one. And the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered him and said, listen, he said, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, it, well, it is not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. Wow. There's your three in one. So Jesus is talking to him, and he's saying, listen, you got to be born again. He says in verse verse 5, unless one is born of the water, listen, it's important that the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say this to you. You must be born again. A lot of people don't understand the symbol for the Holy Spirit. There's there's a bunch of interpretations of this. But but Jesus was referring to the water as baptism. Look at the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 43. Water is to be understood as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. 
It's a symbol. It doesn't mean that the water is going to save you. It just means that you're getting dunked publicly, like it says in Galatians, and it's an outwards works of, a, of appearance. Jesus said, says it's the inwards uh, of the man. Listen, it's important because a lot of believers, they don't understand. They, they, they wrestle with this, but Jesus is there and he's saying, look, he's saying, you got to be born again. And the Spirit, he says, he says in verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say this to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So, so is everybody who is born of the Spirit. Spirit is in the Bible everywhere. But Nicodemus in verse 9 answered and said to him, How can these things be? How, do we, how does this work out? How does this work? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you don't even know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know. Do you see the we? The we, W-E, no takers. We means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, Matthew, uh, it says in the Bible, it says this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he bre- breaking the Sabbath, but he was even call- he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. Satan doesn't want you to be born again. Even even Jesus. Remember when Satan took Jesus to the high pinnacle when he was fasting for 40 days? And he said, I'll give you all of this stuff if you just bow down and worship me. Dude, Jesus told him, hit the road. It's written by man. No, man, beat it. Get out of here. The enemy doesn't want you to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, you're getting kind of Pentecostal on me. No. We must receive the Holy Spirit. Because these are the three attributes. These are one of the character attributes about God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We cannot go any further without understanding that Jesus Christ is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 8, 6, Yet for us there is one God, the Father from whom, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. But how do we believers go out there and finish God's will? It's by, it's by go, it says in Matthew 28, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why? Why does it say that? Because Jesus Christ is God. Nicodemus didn't understand this. He was he 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 didn't understand. He didn't know. And so God's telling him. In verse 10 it says Jesus said 
Well, Nicodemus answered nine, and he said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and you, and you don't know these things? And, 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 and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we've seen. And you do not receive our witness. There's our, again, note takers. There's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Our witness. He's talking about our witness. Listen, and do not receive our witness. We have seen and you do not receive our witness. They didn't receive him. Is somebody in your life not receiving you? Your witness? Jesus wants you to be a witness. Well, you don't understand. I can't. I don't know how. Let the Holy Spirit in you live in you. And people will see that your witness is a good witness. Listen to me, please. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says that do you do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. God owns you. He loves you. And hope does not, listen, hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Romans 5, 5. It's real. We can operate in the Holy Spirit. And Nicodemus is being taught how to operate in the Holy Spirit. And no, Jesus isn't sharing all these verses with them. But he's, he's letting them know that, that God is, he is real. And he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said that we, our witness. He said that, most certainly I say to you, we speak what we know. There it is, we, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. We, 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 our, more than one. If I've told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Earthly things. See, everybody sets their eyes on the earthly prize. The Ferrari, the big house, the American dream. The successful job. The show prize wife. The college degree. If I could just get straight A's. Oh no, I got a D. My life's upside down for D. Jesus is saying no. Finish your school. Do what you got to do, but be a witness. Be my witness. Will you, you know, people ask me, how do you witness? How do you let Christ in you witness? That's why he said, our witness. Let us be our witness. Our, they didn't believe us. Our, Jesus is talking about himself. They pushed him out. They didn't want him. They rejected him. People will reject you. Listen, believers. People will say to you a million times, no, 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 no. But there's a million yeses. Because God wants to bless. He will turn that one no, into a yes. He will put that upon the person's heart. He will sow that seed of love in that person's heart and then he will glorify himself. Someone will water that seed and they will grow. And guess what? And they can be like Paul the Apostle. All it takes is one time to witness. That's it. Jesus is witnessing. He's showing Nicodemus. Believers, witness. Time short. 
If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man. Jesus here, look, look you know, it's, it's simple. Heavenly things. It, it refers to the, it's, it's the events like Christ, Jesus Christ, when he, his ascension, when, when, you know, the coming of the Holy Spirit. See, Nicodemus may have believed in Jesus' miracles, but the majority of the Jewish council didn't. And Nicodemus wanted to know about the new birth. And that's why he said, how can these things be? And so here we see Jesus teaching him how to be born again. First of all, we believe, number one, church, believers, listeners, podcast, note takers, we believe, then we receive, and then we ask the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name to come into our hearts. Then when we do this, we take the the, the vessel that God, our body is a vessel, and we allow the Holy Spirit to go before us. He says right here, then he says, listen, he says in 13, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Verse 14 says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. We, when we see lift, lifted up, every time the word lifted up here, it's, 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 it's referring to the gospel, talking about lifting up Jesus from the death. Jesus died. He died for us. Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness. If you look at the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 21, it talks about how Moses lifted up that, you know, that serpent that in the wilderness. And and, and people that looked, looked upon it, man, they were like, oh, wow, wow. You know, they, it, it was crazy. They lived. But if you look upon Jesus, you'll live. Jesus is saying, forget about Moses' serpent and his brat, his Brass judgment is his, all the all the law and the legal ramification. Forget it. Look up to me. Look up to me. When you're having a bad time in life, look up to me. When you don't think you're going to be able to get through the next day, look up to me. You're thinking, how do you how do you know, man? What do you, wow? It's Jesus. God loved the world. It's Jesus. He gave us eternal life. And listen to 14. It says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Believers, Jesus Christ wants you to grow. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You were sealed in the day of redemption. Listen, it says it in Ephesians 4.30. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God has sealed you, man. Like, like the old Roman soldiers, they take that, that wax and they'd, they'd seal it. Boom! And if you broke that seal, man, if the other soldier would break that seal, it was death. Jesus' death brought you life. He's given us life. We just got to choose it. And you're thinking, well, I already have Jesus. Then give him to other people. People are hurting. They need him. 
people are sad. Jesus isn't a condemner. He's a forgiver, a lover. He's merciful. Romans 8 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Are you in Christ? Satan can't condemn. Jesus says that Satan cannot condemn you if you're in Christ. Because he paid the price. Listen. 18 says he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe in him is condemned already. Because he's not believed. In the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than life. Light. Because their deeds were so evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to light. Lest his deeds should be exposed. But he, do, he, but he who does the truth comes to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen. That they have been done in God. Listen, Jeremiah uh, uh, in seventeen, chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. We're sinners. We don't have the light until we come to the light. Because Jesus is the light. Don't you remember when John came out and he said, You know, I'm the light shining. You know, we got to be the light, church. We can't. You know, it says it right here in the beginning. John chapter 1, it says, it, it says it. Nothing was made that was made in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. We can't comprehend. There was a man sent from God. Whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear the light. That was the true light, which was the light. It was every man coming into the world. Jesus is the light, man. John's talking about Jesus. Sometimes when we're in the darkness, we can't see the light. Sometimes when we're not, we're not reading our Bible, we don't see what God's plan is in our life. Forget about the next verse. Let's just, let's just let the Holy Spirit work. Believers... You know, we, we struggle. We go through it. We're tested. We're, we're, we're chastised. We suffer. We go through the abuse and the, and the drama. And, we, and you may think, well, I don't have to. I just do my own thing and I don't have to worry about it. No, listen. God calls us all to make disciples. He calls us all to go out there and give the message of hope. And the hope is Jesus. Because He loves us. He doesn't want us to wake up and, 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 and let us live in the condemnation. He says, I am the light. I am the way. I am the truth. You don't have to struggle anymore with your sin. Jesus says, I can remove that sin. I can become somebody for you. I can replace your negative thoughts. I can replace your struggles, your addictions. I can replace that alcohol abuse I can replace that gambling abuse the pornography online because that's the number one killer I can I can help you with your 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 nasty life Jesus says but you got to trust in me you got to be born of me you got to take up me you got to be the salt 
You got to make people thirsty. I can do that, but you got to get out there and throw the salt down there and be the salt, be the light, be the one that lets people say, wow, what is that? Who is that? That used to be Bob. That used to be Mike. That used to be Larry, whatever their name is. Wow, I want to be like them. Jesus says, I can live in you. I can grow in you. But people get caught up in the world. They only see what they need for today. They, they, they look at what they can get and what they can get right now. And Jesus is saying, listen, the world is going to fail you, man. Man is going to fail you. Moses failed. But Jesus, me, Jesus said, I will save you. God loves the world. He and, and, and here's the awesome part. It's not restricted to any one nation or any spiritual elite. He's including every creation, every city, every, every country, every human being. Jesus says, I can live in you and through you. I can prosper in you. I can fill that hurt, that void, whatever you're going through. I'm overweight. So what? Jesus doesn't see fat, skinny, pretty, ugly, tall, small. Jesus sees the heart of a man and a woman. And he says, I love them so much that I, I, I die for them. And it's important because people are lost. They don't have that comfort. I have all this money and all this power and I'm still got the void in my heart. Because you don't have the light. You don't have Jesus. Listen, I'll tell you why. Because it says it right here in verse 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than the light. They get caught up in the sin. Party. One drink to another. Now they're smoking weed. Now they're drinking booze. Now they're doing ecstasy. Now they're... Now they die. In a car accident. Now they're standing before God. Because their deeds were so evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light. And they don't they don't come to the light because lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Our hearts are wicked. We need to come clean. And we need to give our life over to Christ and start a new relationship. And Nicodemus is learning how to become a born again. Because when you become a born again, God says he will take your life, he will make you new, and he will separate you from the world. He will show you things that you've never seen before. And you're thinking, wow, are you kidding me? How do you do it? It's easy. It's easy. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you wherever you are. I don't care if you're driving, flying, listening to this podcast in an airplane. Anywhere you're at, listen to this. All you got to do, man, is believe and receive. And understand that God has a plan for you. And when I pray, pray with me. And say, because Jesus says that he's coming and he wants the world to be saved. But when he comes again, he's going to come in judgment. Oh, you're trying to scare us. No. Upon those who refuse his offer of salvation, judgment is coming for you. But if you receive him, 
you're not going to be judged. You're going to be taken away to a place for eternity. And Jesus is going to, you're going to be part of the family. I just pray that you not put off the excuses for not accepting Christ. I pray that you pray with me and say, this is what I want. And ask the Holy Spirit to come in you. This is what I want you to do is pray. Father, we come before you, Lord. We just pray right now, Lord. Jesus, you said that if we ask, Father, that you, Lord, will come in us and you will, you will set us free. So today I invite anyone that wants to hear this. The sinner's prayer. Lord, repeat after me. I'm a sinner. Lord, I, I'm a sinner and I've fallen short. And I want to follow you, Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, Jesus. And Lord, I believe that you set me free. I believe, Father, that you are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. So Lord, I invite you today in my heart. Save me, Jesus. Come inside me. Give me salvation, Lord. I believe that you're coming. And Father, I don't want to put off excuses anymore. I want to follow you today, Jesus. I want, to, I want to receive you. I want you to be my light. I want to come out of this sinful life that I've been living. And I want you to change my life, Jesus. I want to start a new relationship with you, Jesus. I believe that you're my God. And Father, today I repent from all my sins. In your name, Jesus, amen, I pray. If you prayed that sinner's prayer, wow. Welcome to the family. And listen, listen. Next week, we're going to be talking about chapter 3 still. We're going, to be, we're going to lead off there. But for all you believers and new believers who have accepted Jesus, log on to my website. There's so much information there you can grab and study. And, and growinginhisword.com has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful setup where you can, you can grab your stuff, look at it, look at salvation, what it means, and how it is. There's so much literature on there that we wrote that could help you grow not only in his word but to share his word with others and remember jesus christ he died for you guys he loves you guys no matter what you go through he's going to be there for you you're going to struggle you may receive jesus today but tomorrow might be a struggle listen pick up the book of john keep following these sermons online this is how you grow this is how you know this is how you show that jesus christ has a plan for you grab it we're on it we started in John chapter 1 and we're going to finish with Revelations and we're going to continue to grow in His love, in His mercy, in His truth and we're going to set this on fire for Jesus, man, and start a revival. We love you guys, man, and we thank you for tuning in and growing in His Word. And remember, we're, go, we're on all kinds of websites. Log on anytime. Email us and we'll pray for you if you have any emails. God bless you guys and, and we can't wait to see you next week and hear from you guys. God bless.